Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome along to the Online Darts Live Lounge. Sorry we're a tad late and Jack will be back with us as I'm at a moment. Literally, we had gremlins coming literally right as we were about to start in the voice seat um but welcome along everyone jack will be with us in a second yeah when i think i'm gonna be when i think i'm gonna be late and it's to do with the wi-fi it wasn't me um and then it's now dob who's now not here it just shows that we've had a bit of teething problems is why we we're a couple of minutes late but it's not too bad how you doing mr bars I'm good, but literally the funniest thing was we sat talking for a couple of minutes waiting to go live, and then it all happened. That was the funniest bit. We were all here waiting. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. But it's been a been a busy weekend. Plenty going on. Plenty of darts and action going on. I know you um you had a better weekend away from the darts this weekend. Yes, I had a weekend. I uh, had the joys of taking over from Dob on first night to host in the Fallout Bar for the first time in. Uh, this year's Premier League, as Dob's been doing a splendid job every Thursday. I'll compliment him while he's here. Oh, he's back, he's back. I'll stop. I had the pleasure of stepping in for Dob this um, Thursday in the four-leg bar, but then since then I've had a, a weekend off, and uh, you boys have been doing all the work with the other lads who've been jumping on stream or tuning in for bits on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Gob's, Gob's done a Voldemort. He's back. Mate, I, don't, I don't know what was going on. It just running so slow. I had a task manager over and I'm running at 100% CPU on a laptop that's more than capable of running the streams that we do. It's just had one of them weekends. So restart and I must have tinkered with a setting or something and everything's back to normal now. So. Uh, welcome along chat room as always um i know you had us over the weekend as well it's great to have you all along loads are in there as always uh jeff matt paul aaron Juanita, of course daniel craig and daniel um rose is in um andrew daniel craig always. <laughs> that? that's what i was thinking of. daniel craig in the house <laughs> 
you know, um, TK is in. Um, hope you are all good. Tommy, Max, welcome along. It's been a busy, busy time, boys, as always. It's never a dull moment in darts, is there? Mate, we've been saying since November, oh, we just, we'll just get to this part and we'll be all right. We'll just get to this part and then we'll have a break. Where are we at? Oh, yeah, absolute bonkers with everything that's going on. And we've even got a Zoom meeting planned on Wednesday to try and get everything covered. You know, which we're, we're, we're trying to sound important and get stuff planned, boys. You're trying to sound northernized? That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, but it's great to have you all along. If you haven't yet... Um, make sure you hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Plenty going on, plenty of action. Um, I know we say it every single week, but Thursday seems a long, long time ago now. Yeah. Can we do this bit before we start? So I remember to actually open Thursday night's Premier League details instead of opening <laughs> all the Dark Connect screens I'm currently doing at the minute. That one's not in Dark Connect. Um, but yeah it it, it seems a long time ago um, Nottingham when me and Gob had a a lovely trip trip back and everything but yeah just time time flies and before we get into the the, the nuts and bolts evening Joker hope you are good mate before we get into the nuts and bolts it was a strange night in Nottingham from start yeah. to finish, we we had good darts, we had horrific darts, um, we had the atmosphere with spells was amazing, then it absolutely plummeted. It was just a real funny night of darts in the Premier League. Well, I was in the arena, and I want to know if it came across the same way it did in the arena, because I thought it was a bit of a dull night, saved by a very, very good performance in the final. Uh I think from when you say dull, do you mean on the stage or from the crowd? Because I thought from at oh. seven o'clock the crowd, the crowd from the, the start, I thought at the beginning were very, very good. And then the dipped. So I thought at seven o'clock it seemed that peaked. With it being Paddy's day, I thought that might have had something to do. And a few of them might have uh, drifted off as the night progressed. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure you'll know more well, about. But I thought from, from back to the venue, I went further into town for a bit. Paddy's Day certainly played a played a part. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> one of them where when it when it started, it's a venue that I guess we've spoken about before around not always having that great atmosphere. When it started, I thought it was going to build up to be one of the best nights that we've had so far this year. So it did start very very strong. That's how it came across uh, on the TV screens, but it did. It did peter out a little bit, and then I think when the quality come later on in that semi-final and on the final, we then probably saw the atmosphere lift a little bit more. But it was a, a very, very strange night compared to the other Premier League nights we've had. Oh, oh, well, yeah. in, the, in the chat room, Matt Ward is in. Hope you are good, mate. Um, I know it's sold out, so there's no more tickets available for Armageddon, but we will be there. Also, a couple of other real good ones. Skegness, I believe, went on sale Today, Matt, again, another banging lineup for Skeg Vegas. Um, again, another one we will be heading to in the autumn. We laugh at that, boys. Skeg Vegas is rocking. I didn't say a word. I did not say a word. I just smiled. <laughs> just smiled. 
Um, Still, you say that like I was going to take the piece. I've said that that should be a place where we should take one of the uh, players' championships, so they're not both in my head. Now I'd be well up for that. Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm 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 up for that as um as well. Any, anything, so we're gonna have to go to Butlins twice, in as in Minehead. Um, but before a dart was thrown, um, that was the table. Um, where we're going on the waltzers. Yes, Matt. Um, Pim is in. Says, are you travelling to Rotterdam this Thursday? Yes, I. I am Pim getting the Euro start over. I get to Rotterdam about three, um, but yeah, we'll be there, mate. Um, but that was the the, the draw bracket um, before a dart was thrown, and the first game was a strange one. That Michael Smith has battered James Wade six one. However, they both averaged one hundred and two gob, and I might have give you a little a, a little cheer from the stand, and you give me the um, you give me the V's. Rightly so as well. You won't see this very often, but James Wade was let down by his doubling in a game where he actually scored pretty well. His finishing though was absolutely dire. One from nine is is not James Wade. It's not Premier League. It's, it's not professional. It's not good at all from Wadey. No, um, no, very un James Wade like. But good signs from Michael Smith uh, again early on. Um, that form is there or thereabouts. And I say, we know we say it surely only a matter of time and we'll keep saying it until it happens. Um, Second game on, there was plenty of question marks around this one, Boise, the hand injury and and everything. Um, But in the first game, there was was a few darts from Gezi that you could see in Wintz that that he dragged massively low. But overall, I think with these injuries the players have got, one game a night, they're okay. It's after that is the issue because he was prepped and certainly looked good in this one. Yeah, we looked. Good. Um, it was just the start. So just as you said, he he pulled a few few wayward ones down into one and five, which is unlike uh, Price. Um, and then there was that stage when MVG put in that one four four to that three one up, and I think at that stage, because of the injury and all the talk beforehand, it was very much looking like it was what a lot of people have expected. Uh, the MVG would then push on. But we saw Derwin Price then, his darts were being thrown a lot better. The reaction from him, he was, like you said, he wasn't sort of made any facial expressions that he was in any sort of pain when he's releasing them. Um, and then there was, obviously, he had spells at the end where he missed a couple until he wrapped it up a bit earlier. But um, very, very good performance from Derwin Price from someone like says who before this, on Monday, was taught him that did we really expect him to play? And if we did, what sort of Derwin Price would be there? To have a very poor start to the game and still average 102 just shows the standard that um, Desi produced on in the first match. Yeah, and an MVG will live and learn from this gob. He said it in post-match to, to be a player afterwards at 3-1 up. He made the cardinal sin of thinking job was done, that yeah. he was there and you can't do that against the quality of Gerwin Price. Uh- to be honest, I think he was up there already thinking it was job done, knowing with the prices injury, 3-1 up, he's at 2 one checkout, check out, in absolute cruise control, um, hit the south struck button. And that first dart just wasn't there, even when he when he didn't look like he needed it at all, it just wasn't available at any time. You find him chasing around, he scored so many scores of 57, which is a 20, a 19, an 18, and it's just, it just wasn't quite sharp enough. 
And in terms of the quarterfinals, this is where the quality finishes. Because let's not beat around the bush and try and polish it. The next two were absolute horrific games. Um, Gary Anderson fell over the line against Johnny Clayton. And when I say fell, I literally mean they're both, they've both fallen over with 10 metres to go and scrabbling for the line. It wasn't a great game, this one, was it, God? But Ando did enough in the end. It didn't even feel like they were scrabbling for the line in a, in a mad dash or hurry. It was sort of like tripping over each other to get there, yeah. Not the finest hour from both, but Gary, a much-needed first round win. The first time we've seen that since, what, week one, maybe? Uh, yes, yeah, first time he's won since Cardiff. Yeah, exactly. But, and boy, did it set something up. I was going to say, the spoiler alert, there's a catalyst from this game. Um, <laughs> then moving down, Joe Cullen against Peter Wright. Look, again, Peter Wright turned up with the torpedo version of the World Championship dart. Boise, um, I, don't, look, I don't think either one of these looks settled at all, but Wright showed a little bit of quality when it mattered um, to beat Joe Cullen, but not great from either of them. Yeah, a bit of quality towards the end and probably that extra bit more of experience. Um, first time I've seen Joe in the Premier League be so frustrated early on in games, visibly frustrated from the start. There's a lot of head shaking from Joe in the first few leads and I think Peter just used his experience then over, but it's probably a bit like the Dando and Clayton. There's not really much quality-wise that came in the day and Peter just done enough to get over the line. Uh, but... It's another show where we talked about Peter Wright. It's another show where we're talking about his darts because he always he's going to continue to tinker as we see him. Um, but I guess with where we was Monday, it was good to see him at least up on the stage and for two, the two players who were injured at the start of the week. And we wasn't sure if there was going to play both of which are there to win. Yeah, and then, spoiler alert, unfortunately, Lou and the boys don't make a graphic for individual rounds, so we have to go from that. The results are all up. Semi-final number um, one. Again, a weird, weird game. Gezi Price found himself 4-0 to the good. And then Smith found something and Price dipped um, Gobbin. And at that point, you could see the hand was playing up. Then you could see winces of pain. Even, even at 4-0 when he was winning, it, he was never, ever comfortable in this game. Yeah, and it was sort of night and day from that first game as well. That first game, when he was throwing, it was almost as if that didn't exist. We saw it in the walk-on. He was very, very cautious. We saw it in the way that he shook hand with Mark Van Gogh, and it was a left-handed fist pump rather than a uh, rather than a handshake, etc. But yeah, look, going price wasn't great, and Mark Smith was the beneficiary of an absolute drop-off. I think that's the moment. When you get that game... After Gary Anderson, Clayton, Cullen Wright, and then that one in a row, I think that's why the atmosphere left the room. We had three games where only one player's averaged 90. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing. It was, yeah, ordinary. But then, the second semi-final, where did this come from? Because Gary Anderson could barely group two darts together in game one, and then, Boise, we see a tongue-topping average and signs, obviously everyone can see the final there, but pretend you can't. There was like, oh, hang on a minute. Gary's action all of a sudden looks like the old Gary action. 
yeah, it, it looked very good, but getting through this time, it was just hold a throw, hold a throw, hold a throw consistently. But Darren Anderson looked that stunned that he was probably the favourite throughout to then. No one knows he got the break in, uh, led eight, I believe. But he, for me, the, when he's throws like that, it's it's the finishes that really stand out for me. The, the sort of ones below a ton, um, up from 60, between 60 and 99. And he was getting in a few of those, very clean. Um, and the release one just looked very stunned. So, like says, he had that one opportunity to break. He, he took the opportunity and then it was just uh, five very stunned holds of throw from Darren Anderson. And like says, the, the story was there as well as that clinical finishing. Yeah, and then on paper, the final was Master versus Apprentice, and it all it all looked good. Don't get me wrong; things got a little bit spicy afterwards, which we'll come on to in a minute. But on the face of it, God, before we get into the ins, the outs, and everything like that, it was a damn good final. That bit I can't disagree with. It was a very, very good game. As I said, it, it pretty much saved the evening. I think because if we'd got another one that was a little bit drab after those three games in a row. We might have left going, hmm, I'm glad those seats were free. Um, but yeah, look, a superb final. Gary back in the winner's enclosure. Not sure many saw it coming. Even in the middle of the final when Gary's edging ahead, I'm not sure many saw it coming. Like, you still expected Smith to produce something. Um, like three finals in three weeks now for, for Michael Smith when you include the UK Open. It's not a good run for him, but Back to winning ways for Gary off the foot of the table, quite importantly. Uh, and that final was only the fourth time in the entire campaign he's had the better average than his opponent. Yeah. Um, and look, on paper, when you win a Premier League line, you've gone through Johnny Clayton, Peter Wright and Michael Smith. On, on paper, you're like, good, good night at the office. Yeah, very, very impressive. And the night at the office. And I think it's... From one, I, I was one to say that I was worried that this Premier League season might be one that where he was only on two points before coming into this week at the bottom of the table, it was a bit like a couple more weeks if he doesn't pick up any wins, it would be that Darren Anderson sort of even out the equation of going into the playoffs and would need back to back. But not just this result, but a few others. Um, then just closed that gap into uh, that top four and made it a lot more interesting when we look at the league table. I know when we go for a night, it's it's a bit forgotten about, isn't it, until the end. Um, Some even yeah, forget well, that we have a league table at the moment. It's a single night. But, yeah, Darren Anderson well, has now at least got himself into the midst of that and, for me, started his Premier League season now. Well, j- just from there, he's only two points off price and Gezi's won a night as well. So that's the, the thing. And everyone was Rolls-Royce that, Gezi in Belfast looked looked unplayable. Yes, that there's an injury since then and whatever. But to say after six nights that Gary was only two points behind Gezi, not many people would have thought or even contemplated that scenario. Got no, and no, no, look, that's the, I suppose the beauty of this format is that one good night can turn it around. Gary's jumped up massively. To do that in the old format would take multiple weeks to start picking up wins over and over again. So you can turn your fate around very, very quickly. Um, do I think that this puts him on a charge for being in the top four? Not yet. Still want to see a little bit more from Gary, but it's a good start and it's a good sign. For a man that doesn't practice as well, you know, looks good. I'll tell you what, anyone that <laughs> think this is this is scripted... Um... <laughs> Wait, we don't do scripts. I'm just that good at what we do. 
we've got both of them. We, 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 we've got the, the Winners Media and and Michael Smith's Media, and we'll listen to them both, and then we'll then, then we'll discuss and see how much salt and vinegar we're adding. Um, these boys, to be honest, these, these lads should be battling me 6 0 every night. Every week they should be doing me 6 1, 6 0. You know, I, the t- my regime on a dartboard now compared to what it was years ago, it's, it's not the same. So, yeah, bit of luck tonight. Michael Smith said it doesn't believe a word when you say you don't practice. I don't, I'll swear. If I had my dad's ashes sitting here, I'll swear right in front of you. And everyone that says it, you know what, I'll tell them, you can do one. Because that is the God's honest truth. Comes out of my mouth, my missus will tell you. The boys at the lakes will tell you. Anyone doesn't believe you, do one. That's it. That's that's the only way I can can say it because it does pee me off. I do not practice. Ryan comes once every blue moon. Ask him. Yeah. Have you asked him? I haven't seen him, but we well, will do it. Never ask him. I've not seen Ryan for donkeys now since we've practiced. Uh, when we do, we'll have a few legs, and I'll spend most of the night sitting in the ass. That was fair enough. That's what I do quite well. So, yes. <laughs> But I don't, I mean, they all say I don't believe, I don't believe. I, my kids, yeah. misses, my mum, my dad's ashes, I will swear on the lot, hands down in front of you. And anyone who comes up to my house and says different, then we're going to have a bit of, a bit of problem because I'm telling you the truth. I don't lie. I don't bend the truth. I'm telling you now, I don't do it. That was a little bit, a little bit jazzy. And yes, there were a few F-bombs on that cut out of that. Um, <laughs> you can see where the cuts were, um, but we, um, we're, we're nice and we cut them out for players so they don't get fined by the DRA. That, that, that was Gary's, and then off the back, this was Bully Boys. Yeah, yeah, it's getting there, it's getting there. It's not too bad when you're about to go on, and then Peter Ray says, Good luck, guys, you can't win in the final. Yeah, but it's one of them. <laughs> I've won, well, I've won Shanghai, I've won. Other things, but yeah, when you go on stage and you've got all the professionals trying to heckle you when you go on, and then yeah, guys played amazing up there. Someone that doesn't, is not thrown down for six months wasn't too shabby, was it? Says they don't practice, don't they? You can't throw a like that and not practice. He talks absolutely. <laughs> I'm not just tonight. He practices every day, and he knows when he's playing me. He he steps up and he steps up, and yeah, he talks absolute rubbish when he says he's not throwing down. If you don't want to throw down, he wants. I want to retire. Stop turning. Stop turning. Stop, stop taking invitations. <laughs> oh, never a never a dull moment with dark players, boys, is there? Um, where shall we start? <laughs> Which one should we start with? Which ones are we picking the bones out of first? Let's go in chronological order, shall we? So, Gary's the um, the the I don't practice, and he he got the ump when it suggested that he does practice, boys. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, ride cells said differently about their practice sessions once upon a time, and. To defend it as, as vehemently as he did, you always have to go, all right, that's definitely true. But at the same time, like, he said, oh, my practice regime's not what it used to be. And then he's telling you he's not practicing at all. Well, you have a regime. You've literally just said yeah, you have not- a regime. That implies there is some structure to your practice, Gary. 
The regime used to watch Ryan Soul throw darts and sit back on his backside. Sit on his ass, apparently, because he's good at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I find it very, very strange. I just... If he does practice or he doesn't, why, I don't know why you get so defensive about it. Um, but he can't turn up and throw the qualities thrown this weekend and not have picked them up beforehand for me. If so, that is just unreal. But um, that was the, uh, the the interesting one that obviously very defensive and, and that. Um, however, the, the the bully boy one. There's a couple of points in this one. Again, chrono chronological order of the interview. God, I know the first point on Peter Wright. You're not impressed by. He just don't need to say it do you if you're playing it fine play a bit of mind games but what on earth has peter wright got to do with that bloody final yeah i see i'm different with you on this stuff because we've not got the contents of what it was said was it was said as a bit of a flippant jolt or was it says and obviously bullies taking it that way um the players are, the players spend an awful lot of time together in the practice room. I'm sure there's stuff like this said a lot of the time. It's like when we see it in other sports, like you see um, in cricket, when they've known them a bit, and then when it comes out in the public or you can hear it on a microphone, people are going how bad it is. It's done all the time, that between players. Maybe it's not the t right time to do it in that, as you said, in that mindset of he's not involved in that final, but I don't think it's as bad as other things we've seen personally. Stones and glass houses though, right? Once upon a time, Peter Wright could not win a final. Granted, he's now gone on and, and he's two-time world champion and match player champion, but there was a point in time where, let's be fair, Peter Wright bottled finals. I give you the Premier League and Champions League as, as instance. Yeah, but... Do you, do you not think when he was missing those darts to win the Premier League and all those sort of... Initially, maybe, the players might have been a bit... I don't want to say gentle, but a bit more different in their approach to him. But throughout that and leading up to tournaments and all that sort of things, I'm, I'm got a feeling that Michael Smith isn't the only one that lets a few of these comments that's thrown around. And, um, and a bit and of, also, right, if you're giving it out, like Peter Wright has done then. Don't go crying on TV when other players give it to you. I, I, so I agree with that. I agree let's with be that. honest, which Peter has done. Yeah. If you're going to give it, but, then take it as well. Don't Don't cry wolf when it's against you. Yeah, I'm, I, I agree with that totally. I'm just not opposed to that sort of damesmanship. So we've, we've had it for years and years in this sport. I would rather that be happening as a comment in the back room than something like that being said on stage during a game. I know he wasn't involved in the final, but I would rather that sort of happen between the players away oh, from it and I'm sure it's week in week out so then I wouldn't because it gives us views 
It don't make it it don't matter anyway. The, te- the, te- the tell us about it anyway, so it makes no difference. <laughs> um, the, 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 the second part to the Bully Boy interview, look, I know people drift apart and you can't be master and, and apprentice for, forever. But that was a little bit salty, Gob. Bully Boy meant that. He meant that. That wasn't a, a tongue-in-cheek he talks. That was... He talks absolute... And again, cut the swear, I had to cut the swear word out. Yeah, but he probably knows him better than, than, than most, doesn't he? So he's, he's aware of... If, look, we've just sat there and debated whether or not he's having us on or, or whatever else. Michael Smith knows it better than anybody else. He's been there and done it for nearly 10 years under Gary Adams's wing at one point. He knows all the little tricks and mind games and stuff they all want to play. They're all trying to gain that little advantage, as we just said about Peter, right? And at some point, look, Gary Anderson's got nothing to lose right now. I'm not sure we've got a lot to gain by telling people to practice, but he also got nothing to lose. When you're in the top position that Peter Wright is, as, as the hunted right now, as the world champion and world number one, which he's been world champion before, granted, wasn't his most successful year to follow it. First time being world number one, he's got Gezi on his back. Michael Van Gerwen will be trying to pick up as much money as possible to minimise the effect of the world championship come the back end of the year as well. And, and whoever else in the chasing pack as well. I didn't catch that. Every time. There's, there's a chance these comments come back to bite Peter Wright a lot more than they come back to bite anybody else. As Michael Smith so passionately told us, he's won nearly £4 million in prize money without winning a title. <laughs> Well, the other week where we said Michael Smith at the end of the year or at the end of his career, would you have rather won £10 million and no titles or loads of titles and not the money? The full interview answers that one rather well, boys. He literally said, I'm going to have £10 million by the end of the year. By the time I retire, I'm current rate. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad career. It's all right, isn't it? Um, Not bad. Matt says, can we have a poll that says who's in the bar at the Barnsley Metrodome the longest? Arts players don't drink, Matt. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, But yeah, that was was the Premier League, which set us up quite nicely um, for the... The rest of the weekend in terms of PDC action. We haven't got slides for this because it was too big to, to crop, but we had the Eurosport <laughs> qualifiers. Um, look, there's so many people that can qualify for these. Now it's almost it's almost harder not to qualify for these now, Boise. The way they've opened it up. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is opened up a bit more, so there is a lot more qualifiers still still that would be depending on the draw there's still potentially a couple of difficult names in there but yeah it certainly opened up a lot more and looking at the the names that come through on four and five some some strong names some names i'm looking forward to see more one that stands out for me not just from friday but across the weekend i'm sure we'll touch upon is someone like josh rock um can really see him we saw, you know, um, Devon come through, saw Jim Williams come through. Say that then, sorry. 
you mentioned Josh Rock, but he's not developed. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> we will talk about that in due course. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does. It does, it does open up for a few of these, and might see a few familiar names. But there is other names in there that I'm really looking forward to. That name, I won't mention the dentist. We'll speak about it later. But seeing someone like Tamron Menzies as well, then on the Euro Tour, there's there's a few others in there that will open up for when we see these events uh, in Austria and is it Austria and Germany. These two before. Austria's so, eating yeah. four. Germany's five, I think. Yeah, Graz and wherever it is. Um, but we've got, again, it's impossible to fit all of these um, into one. But I think it's fair to say, Gob, that this Damon Hetter victory has been on the cards for a while. Looked very, very good the other week, didn't he? Was it the UK Open? He looked fantastic. Or was it the week before the UK Open? Yeah. Uh, you can't open well as well. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely he's just added an extra level to his game. For the last well, for the first eighteen months of his of his PDC career, I looked at him as almost a a mini James Wade. He seemed to be more of a, a punisher than than a front runner, but he just added this level of score into his game that makes him just ridiculously good. Yeah, look. In in the final, there was a spell of three legs that won him it because Gary was at the level that he'd been at all day but Hetter checked out I think 146 with Gary sat on tops 101 with Gary sat on tops and a 10 dart leg which included a 165 setup when Gary was also there or thereabouts it was that three leg blitz that won him the final Boise and it, it was just unplayable yeah we, we spoke on um We've just spoke about the Premier League and how good Darry Anderson was. If anything, that form only got better. So for him to get beaten in the final, it, it had to come from something special. And Damonetta had that little blitz in there, but there was also the fight back we saw from Dan No, but Hetta just didn't give in. Um, and it was just a sensational performance from someone who, if it continues the way he is, he's certainly going to be a force the rest of this year, not just on these floor events, but also down into. Um, TV events as we've seen him already tours a few upsets in the UK Open um, so it's going to be a very very good year for for Damon if he can continue in this form yeah just just looking at some of the also the, the big hitters or the people that have done well Mike the Decker making a quarter final fabulous run <clears> from him some notable names in the last 16 Matt Campbell his best day on the pro tour so far Steve Beaton, a much-needed run to the last 16. And Jeffrey Dijuan, from somewhere, got to a last 16 gob. Not many of us saw that one coming. Probably not even Jeffrey himself. He's not had the best two years or so since that impact he had at the match play, wasn't it? He went in the first round. Superb performance from him. But we haven't really seen that A-level game from Jeffrey uh, as often as we perhaps should have. He was meant to be the next one to kick on, especially with the pace. He was one of the players that was a contender. Which, are, which, when you look at it, with the next-gen hopes for the PDC, I guess. But, yeah, solid run, lose out to Dimmy. How many times have we seen that on the Dev Tour? Ridiculous. Um, there's a nice little run in there for Mervyn King. Terrible performance to get beat, but he's not one that we've seen his name an awful lot of in 2022 so far. Um, 
about that at all. Yeah. Also, we're going to touch on this moment. Two two points off of um, this one to be fell off Players Championship five. Before we move on, off the back of his win on Thursday, this was a Rolls Royce, Gary Anderson. When you go through what he produced, one hundred six average to beat Jason Lowe, stunning. Then he beats Michael Van Gogh with a 97, but for the, there was one dodgy leg from the pair of them which brought that down. That would have been over a tonne as well. He then beats Simon Whitlock in a last leg decider, both players averaging 108. Beats Chris Doley with 101. Smashes Rob Cross with 113. Beats Joe Cullen with 104. And then loses in the final with 103. The action looked the best it's looked since that two years where he was unplayable, there were huge, huge signs that and I, I put on Twitter. Can we have this Gary Anderson for the rest of time? Because just watching him in this mood is unreal, boys. Yeah. That's the Gary I hope you get two years ago when he had a pop at Wayne Mardo and told us he was going to be around forever. I just outlast <laughs> everybody. He had the bit between his teeth and it just never, ever materialised. But... That, Gary, is an absolute joy to watch. Yeah. Oh, he, he was on the stream multiple times, and literally the, the, the darts were standing up to attention in the middle of beds or sat on the top wire. The grouping, the other two were crashing off of them. It was like, wow, this is, this is Ando that, that won the match play, won the Worlds, won everything, Boise. Yeah, and... And that's probably more impressive than him going on and winning this, as we've already talked about how Dunhead to have to be to that past him. But for Anderson to now be back to throwing them like that, and if he is or isn't practising, he's completely irrelevant. Because when he's coming to a game, we've seen him before when he's spoke about practising and still not found it um, to the level that he did this weekend. When he's playing like that, um, it takes a lot of beating to stop him. Because those numbers throughout the day are just utterly ridiculous with his you know his poorest name coming in beating Michael van der we know we haven't stopped watching Liverpool about for the past few weeks talking about if he's back but Dandel found a way to step past him and then put these numbers in against everyone else demolished really the rest of them to think that Whitlock was the only one who took him all the way and Whitlock had to average 108 it just was incredible to see him playing like that it was good to see him on stream so often while he's in that sort of form and hopefully We'll see now that Darry Anderson, Sona, throw the whole sort of thing around Darry Anderson return. And we'll see that a lot more often because he can be challenging for TV tournaments. We've seen him, you know, in the world final, not that long ago. We've, we've seen him in semi-final. We've seen him, you know, go on and lift titles, seen him winning, not in the night. So there is a lot there for Darry Anderson. Just hope he can push on or maintain around the level that he'd done this weekend. Well, up until Sunday. I was going to say, also, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here, boys, because we're talking about just how good Gary Anderson is. He loses his first round on a Sunday, averaging less than 80. Yeah, yeah. but it was a Sunday. Up, you know, we all know the rules. Up until Sunday. I'm surprised he played. Genuinely, I half expected to wake up Sunday morning. Then, unless it was just too late from playing Gary Anderson and pulled out and gone home. The vintage Gary Anderson, we all know the rules about Sunday. He either doesn't play or loses his first round. Put your house on it. Get home. 
also, a couple of nine darters floating around. One in particular, I know God it made your blood boil a little bit. <laughs> and, and, and I know we've said it before, this isn't a pop at individual players. It's a pop at the system. But it reared its head again. Josh Rock, and unfortunately, we are going to talk about Josh in particular because he was the one that was producing the big numbers from pr- producing the nine daughters. But this whole development tour, argue, will not go away, God, will it? And rightly so. Why? Why are they? You're one of the best players in the world. It's not denying people opportunities. You are one of the best players in the world. You're, you don't accidentally get a tour card. I'm not having any of that. You don't rock up go, I'm only going for the challenge tour experience. Get a tour card and go, oh, well, I still need to play against 16 to 23-year-olds because I'm not quite good enough. You have a tour card. You're good enough. Play at that level and go and compete opens and everything else that the rest of the tour have to do. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm not arguing. I, I, I'm in the camp that if you have a card, you shouldn't be allowed to play on the development tour. I, I'm in. I'm in that camp. Yeah, hundred percent. For me, shouldn't be allowed to play on any other tour. If you're on the PDC main tour, you shouldn't be able to play on anything else. Yeah. There's there's enough in that calendar now. Probably, probably a few years back, maybe. The calendar is so full at the moment for these players. It's not as if they're not doing enough practicing. Yes, there's little windows maybe around that World Series time in all this, but predominantly there is an awful lot of darts. We've just spoken about the opportunities you're getting there with the Euro Tour, and there seem to be a lot there as well for the players. There's, there's plenty of opportunities for these, and Josh Rock, once they're not picked on him, he, he's allowed to play in them, so I don't blame him for still doing it's not. It's not his fault or any other players. It's not that, not at all. So I don't blame him for that, and um, not to Thomas Foster it is, but he's someone there who's qualified for Euro Tours. He's putting in some outstanding performances um, on the Pro Tour. I think, was he around the 100 average after his first four games? I know he didn't pick up a win, but just shows the level that Josh Rock yeah. can put in. So, yeah, he averaged 92 on his Pro Tour debut and the four or five matches that follow that, despite not winning the average 98 plus. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sam, no, there's no bonus for hitting a nine dart on the pro tour or anything like that, mate. Um, Andrew says Sunday's just and those getaway game. Absolutely. Um, Rose agrees it's unfair. So does Tommy. Um, Henry says, do players like Edgar and Tree Cole have pro cards as they feature on the pro tour this year? No, they don't have tour cards, mate. But it's um, we'll come on to this later on because. There's been quite a few announcements of who's stepping in for the next Pro Tour. That if members of the 128 don't play, they then use the Pro and um, the Challenge Tour Order of Merit to top up the, these events. That's why we're seeing these ones featured. Moving on to the Sunday. And we have a new first time winner on the PDC Pro Tour. And that man is the Quiff. Jim Williams, congratulations to him and me, Dan and Henry were obviously covering it on Sunday and from about the last 16 onwards, we said 
it's one of these. When it's your day, it's your day. He was given opportunities in games and he took them every time. Um, Martin Schindler, for the early stages, completely bossed him in the, the, the semi-finals. Michael Smith had, had chances. Um, Scott Williams had chances. But we've seen in sports so often, if your name's written on something, it's written on something, Boise. Yeah, it is. It's, a, it's another weekend. We're talking about a Welsh winner, and then this time it's Jim Williams. And yeah, we've seen the, the back end of the tournament, seen a lot of it on the, the stream, and it just seemed to be his day. And he, and he, he grasped every opportunity that Tommy's way. Um, and, and fair play to Jim Williams. He's one who I was disappointed last year who didn't that he's tired. Does seem that he's tired this year, and only six players championships in to seem that his first win. Uh, was very good. disappointing for Ricky Evans, another uh, PDC final loss. Um, but probably back to the arguments we was having earlier on. I'm sure there's a few people who'd say the same. If they're meeting Ricky Evans in a final or he's getting to them, they'll have that because he's not there. But fair play to Ricky, a, a very good run um, from Ricky Evans to that there as well. But yeah, it did seem like the, the baton that the name was on the title for Jim Williams. Yeah, and also, Gob, for Ricky as well, a much-needed run because there was just a little slip in the rankings where there was a number of first-round defeats and he wasn't picking up much. And we've seen him on take to social media saying, oh, I'll get a break soon. And this weekend puts him back in the, the mix and he can take so much confidence from getting to that final. Yeah, look, he didn't start the year in, in the brightest form to Ricky, but it has been coming for the last few weeks this this run, the form, like they've been promising a lot on social media the last few weeks, actually his form has turned around, he's got that little bit of confidence about him and he looks solid all the way up until that final that just went a little bit scrappy. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, but it was good. Also, again, Martin Schindler, he was on the stream a, a few times and the improvement in Martin Schindler is genuinely unreal. We, we, we've touched on it that he went away worked on the action, and now we're seeing the, the very best of that because he played some fabulous stuff all weekend, Boise. Yeah, he's, he's one who, who bugged me a little because I honestly think his potential is so much higher um, and he should be a player who's competing that sort of aiming towards that top 32 then pushing on for the top 16. There's potential in Martin Schindler is ridiculous. Some of the performances we've seen on the Euro Tour across the years has been unbelievable and he's someone who frustrates me because for me he should be doing better but it's so good now to see him get into the, the back end of a pro tour and hopefully see him push on because he's someone I like to see uh, so hopefully we will see Schindler now step up and continue sort of good runs not and it, he's probably another player for me it's not about him getting to the final or trying to get a win in one of these it's they're to consistently trying to hit that 16 or 8 um, over a weekend, doing back-to-back -back days of having really good runs that should be looking for. But it was he's 24th, I think he was 24th on the ranking, so it shows the level he can get to. And it, for me, he should be looking to push even higher than that because he has all the potential to do so. Well, just on that, like the race for Blackpool, I know we've still got 21 events, so it's still a long, long time to go. But right now, he sits 7th. 
on that yeah on that race for Blackpool. And for for someone, yeah, it is a very very long way away. But for someone sitting where he's at the moment, it's about making sure he doesn't now mess up. There's a lot of events. However, there's a that means there's plenty of opportunities for then for him then to push on. Um, so it'd be very very disappointed where we are now if we get to July and Martin Chinler isn't in the match player. Yeah. Um, also, a few hellos in the chat room. Steve Cabman is in, as is Henry. Hope you are all good chaps. Um, I don't know if Matt Ward is still in the chat room, but look away now, Matthew, because this is one of the most bizarre moments in darts that happened on the Pro Tour <laughs> this weekend. This is when you're throwing for a nine darter and you have Johnny Clayton on one shoulder, Jose de Souza on the other, and you listen to the pair of them at the same time, I reckon, boys. <laughs> More concerned that Clayton and de Souza, in your mind, count it the same way. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I've yeah, never seen anything like that. About what on earth? How? <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever oh. been to a dart and not checked what score you're on? Even if you're bloody miles away, you have a little glance, don't you? It was just the look on Yozza's face and more Alan Suter's face when he did it. <laughs> it's, it's so bizarre. It's very, very bizarre. Go up for a pink when he's on a 147 on flight the 14th red. <laughs> um, this is worse. Because in Snooker, you're still going for the break. The only way to check out 144 is once you've hit that first trouble, is to go that way still. What are you doing? I don't know. On, on the Pro Tour, because obviously we, we listen to it without the volume on because we're streaming... On the stream boards, when they're on a finish, do the markers tell them what they've got left, like they do on TV or not? What's it down to the no. player to look? Down to the player to look, because it makes too much noise. Down to the player to look, yeah. Right, no, that's fair enough. That, that, that's why I was, because obviously, where we're streaming it, we've never ever got the volume on. Yeah, does even, even, um, I think it was Nito who was on Tom's alluded to the fact that when he, he looked down the board, Nito was sure he was going for treble 16. Um, and he was you could tell by Nito's voice he was just as perplexed as what um, Suter and Jamie Hughes was and that continued for the whole of the lead as Yozza then missed two I think and finished it off on Madhouse if memory serves yeah, me right but yeah. um, it was just it was just a very very mad random weird I can't think there are any other words to use to explain what I saw with someone down for a nine dart and going that way, it was a fantastic second dart, by the way. If you think that that's what you need to then leave a double for your nine dart, but unfortunately, it wasn't the, the right one for Yaza. Yeah, uh, Once you and off the travel nineteen. Surely you go What's for the ball. Once you've hit that travel nineteen, surely you ping the twenty-five to leave two, and just go for double one in a ten dart leg. Do something ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, with winning that um, Pro Tour, Jim William moves to 77 
in the world moves up a whopping 21 places. That was the biggest mover over the weekend. Also, not getting excited about it just yet, but Scott Williams up to 89 in the world without a tour card. Okay. Is, is this the, the Chaz, Bar, Chaz Barstone of 2022? Is that what we're saying? It's what we saw well, from Chaz last year, just moving up and up and up without Especially, look, it, it's already been documented on, on social media um, that by the look of it, there are going to be a lot of players missing from the next two pro tours in Germany. Already, we know that as low as 14, look, I'm not saying everyone has accepted this place, but Thibaut Tricol has put out on his social media, he is going to play. And he's 14th on the pro tour, on the challenge tour order of merit. Number nine was offered yesterday whilst they're in the venue. There we go. Um, so there's going to be, oh, as he's in the um, chat room and he's just said it there, um, there I, Matt, I was just about to ask you that very question. So Carol Sedlicek is going to Niedenhausen and he's 17. I know Matthew Edkin is going. What are you booing about? You know, we're quickly approaching, don't you? What? Leighton Bennett's number 27 on the Challenge Tour. Could he make his Pro Tour debut? Could be. Quite possibly. Um, Quite possibly. Would he be the youngest player to ever play a pro tour? Since they changed the rules, but in the early stages of pro tour action, couldn't you play before you were 16? Played dev. Not sure if he could play pro. Uh, no, I mean before the, before the dev tour and everything like that. I'm pretty sure... Someone out there will know. You can, you can play. I, I tell you what, now that Matt said that, said the check going, that's not the way he played in the Euro Tour was absolutely outstanding. He could go there and do some damage. This is not what the rest of the field are wanting to be seeing. But no. we saw this situation no. last year as well. There was somewhere between 15 and 20 invites last year, I think. For the German ones. For the German one. And admittedly, last year, COVID played a big part in that. But I don't think that's an impact this year. Yeah, but no, you don't have to test to go to Germany. As long as you're vaccinated. Yeah, just just thinking on that as well. I know we're looking at this weekend, and that number's bigger. But then when we do return to the UK for the next two, 
also we're going to see yeah. a number then at least because of the people who are invited to light toys for the wdf yeah is that five players five players so five. there's there's five potentially for both weekends <laughs> oh, I love that man. Um, evening, Anthony, as well from the CDC. Hope you are good. He's in the chat room. Can't wait to see you in late May, early June at MSG. Um, so, yeah, look, interesting times on there. I'm just checking to make sure no one's. In the live league, that one is. <laughs> Robert Owen, Jenks is in, or was? I haven't checked the sheet since. Yeah, maybe. Um. But that was the Pro Tour. Then from there, God, this is all your domain now because you were in charge of it. It was the World Seniors Open event. And again, this man did some damage. Wouldn't go in charge of it, but I was certainly in the in the locality of the venue. Yeah, look, uh, Open Series this weekend, the first uh, of three weekends on the world seniors calendar this year um richie halston loves a saturday one on saturday in red and only one on saturday in newbridge he was superb all day scoring was ridiculous i marked his semi-final and his final in the end um but yeah like he's, he's not done himself any harm at all on the order of merit he now sits top after day one uh good runs for colin monk on both days as well phil you'll be pleased to hear look uh Decent in, in large patches. Um, Jenks making a semi-final on day two. But we'll talk about that one in a minute. Um, yeah, Darren Johnson was... I thought Darren Johnson went into the final as favourite, to be honest. Darren Johnson looked very, very good up until that moment. But Richie's finishing. His scoring was ridiculous. His finishing bailed him out. Which game was it? Was it the Martin Turner game? I think I'm at the semi-final. And Richie's first three legs were 12, 10, 13. He was averaging 129 after three legs. Tidy. It's not bad. Not bad. Tidy. That's world <laughs> record average territory. <laughs> um, yeah, look, Richie was superb. He, kept, he did keep offering up chances. Uh, when he played Colin McGarry, he was 4-1 up, got it back to 4-3 and then got over the line. Uh, he was up against uh, Martin Turner and let that one slip. And then he got ahead of Darren Johnson and stayed there, which, as we move on to day two, was the reason why he didn't get past Robert Rickwood because Richie put himself in decent position again, had chances to win. He were 2-0 up and 4-2 up and slipped off 5-4, lost to Robert Rickwood, which was, by the way, the first time we've ever seen Richie Howson play on a Sunday in the World Seniors. Decent. A little bit of a random one. Uh, Mike Huntley, winner on day two. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know an awful lot about Mike, but there were starting to be whispers around the venue about just how well he was playing on the Sunday. 
Um, and he just went through the gears when needed. Scoring was superb. Um, beat Mark Lawrence uh, in the quarterfinals. A very good win over Andy Jenkins in the semi-final. Jenks, Mike missed a couple of darts in the early legs for doubles. Uh, Jenks punished, got himself ahead, but a poor two-up Jenks. Dropped off a little bit. Mike started to find his scoring power and just blew it away in the end. And the final, absolutely blew Paul Rowley away 6-0. Superb run from Mike. Um, Let's have a look who else had good runs. Johnny Haynes made himself a quarterfinal. Steve Hine only attended on the Sunday. He was at another event on the Saturday and he made the quarterfinal as well. Um, And I have to say this now, after marking him for a couple of times on the Sunday, Steve Hine is one of the best counters I've seen on a dartboard. The way he's just trying to set shots up from an early age, from an early part of the leg, is is superb. You can hear the frustration when one dart just goes a little bit wider. Who knows he's got to start having a look again. Um, McGarry, Shane Burgess was there this weekend. Um, superb to see him chucking. He got beat in the last 16 uh, on the Sunday as well. So, yeah, look, fantastic weekend um, had by all. I'm just going to grab the ranking table. Richie Housen, number one, then Dave Prince number two, Colin McGarry, three, Johnny Haynes, four, Mark Layton's fifth. Uh, he had a run to the last 16 on the Sunday as well after a semi-final in Reading, I believe it was. Uh, Darren Johnson, sixth. Mike Huntley with that win moves up to seventh, and Ian Moss is in the top eight. Um, a couple of players that, that weren't there. Um, obviously, Jim McEwen was on the Pro Tour this weekend sets him back just a little bit by not being there as actually after the first event he had the highest running average of anybody um, but he's still 21st uh, yeah he's averaging just shy of 90 through all of the matches that he's played um, but yeah it was, it was just really really good weekend the best thing about the seniors is they just get up and play darts there's no messing around they faff around a little bit when you've called them out. They've all been there and done it long enough that they should know when their next game's on, but they're all like, oh, I just need to nip for a win and then I'll be back in and whatever. But other than that, there's no antics on the hockey, you know, faffing around. It's all just get up, chuck my darts, and if the other player's better than me, I'll shake his hand at the end of the day and we'll crack on. And, and that's the best yeah. thing about these floor-style events or the qualifiers and, and that sort of thing for me. Well, I'm, I'm just looking, obviously, look, now it's on Dark Connect. Again, like the, the, the Pro Tour and everything like that, there's no hiding that Richie Housen, over 73 legs, is averaging near on 85. Yeah. Which is, which is steady. When you consider, like, some days you'll have almost a warm-up game, if you like, or he's had a couple of opportunities to get himself into the tournament. I think his first round game on the Sunday wasn't great, if memory serves me correctly. Uh, let me just dig that one up. Without being disrespectful, I don't think there was an awful lot coming back at him at that point either. So, yeah, he averaged 71 to a to a 47 coming back at him. So, there's no real pressure or need to, to get it going in, in that moment. Um, yeah, it was just, like I said, a really, really good weekend. Some big names struggling, though. Dennis Smith not getting a win this weekend. Andy Hamilton made his debut. I think he picked up one win on the Saturday, but not a lot more. So, he's got work to be done for the hammer um that's about it really without talking about every single result decent stuff also this weekend
Dan Reed won week on the live league and played some really, really good stuff from Dan from Newbury, which is solid all the time. And to, to come through that field was was, was really, really good. Um, also, um, we had our 4,000 4, match in the live league. And just, just some just some stats from those 4,000 matches. Um, 22,000 legs. Over those leg stroke matches, an overall average of 86.48. Um, eight and a half thousand maximums. Um, over 2,000 ton plus finishes. 36 big fishes. Some unreal stats from the Live League boys. Yeah, yeah, I've seen someone that after that you didn't put the nine dart stats up. James Richardson soon was jumping over that that he, he didn't have his nine darters up there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just it just shows what a a fantastic concept um, the live lead is. It yes, the starting of it and it's changed and it's adapted and done with time. Um, and I know obviously there's potential for more stuff with it in the future, but it is it's just fantastic dart from the field that we see each week we're talking about the list for the the upcoming week and some of the names in there we're just surprised to be seeing in it and um, and seeing people like yellow go into a week and you know not getting through just shows the quality that's in there after the performances that he's been in previously probably sums up more about what that field can do and um, there's names in there that I've not seen before. There's names we see come off the Pro Tour, and it, it is a, a very good mix and a very good quality of action we see uh, from Tuesday through till Saturday. Yeah, and people asking this week. So, Group A, you will see debuts uh, for Jesus Neguera. Um, he joins Lee Cox, Robert Thornton, Martin Adams, Mike Warburton, and Robert Owen. Then Group B, Lee Evans, Steve Brown makes his debut, Mike Gillett. Group C, Dave Pallet, Andy Jenkins, and Johnny Haynes. That is week two. Week three, we have one, two, two, two debuts, one of them. Oh, yeah. So it, it's interesting. Um, Wouldn't be a live yeah. lounge anymore without, without a live lead teaser, would it, Dom? <laughs> God, God knows who it is. Don't worry, the message will be coming through. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Dan will be in Champions Week, which was absolutely superb. Um, so, that was good. Where's me? Next one. David, before we start to look ahead, have we missed anything from the following week? It's a JDC event this weekend. I don't know an awful lot of the details, only the glimpses that I've seen on social media. I think Henry Coates picked up two titles, one of which was the first time that anybody's ever won an advanced tour without dropping a leg. Went 4-0, 4-0, 5-0, 6-0. Uh, pretty sure. Apparently, played two games just on the 19s as well because he was having a bit of a mare on the 20s at one point and was still ridiculous. Luke Littler, um, 
<laughs> saw two first round results yeah. this weekend. He averaged 113 and 109 in them, I think, or something ridiculous. It's just ri- crazy, crazy numbers for a 15 year old. 111 as well, I think I saw somewhere. I think there's a few in the mix, though. Yeah, no, look, he's... Right now, is he favourite for Lakeside, the form he's in? No, not yet. Uh, no, no. It would be ridiculously good story if a 15-year-old goes and lifts a, a senior world title. Um, especially when I've made Bo Greaves favourite for the ladies, it would be the combined youngest senior world champions you've ever seen in your life. And it would probably go a long, long way to undo that and never beat that but no I, I, I don't think so look he's capable of a very very high level of performance but I just don't yeah. want to be chucking that pressure on a 15 year old that hasn't played in front of TV cameras he's played in stream setups etc but to play in front of TV cameras it's going to be watched by as many people as, as it is in front of a crowd that are going to get a little bit more raucous than you're used to on the JDC there's, there's no alcohol allowed in the venue at all when the JDC guys are playing, not even for the parents, despite a tweet earlier by somebody at a Twitter account. Um, and the crowd may play a part of it as well. But I'd expect them to get massive amount of support as well. Everybody loves the outside, the underdog. You think how much support Fallon gets. Yeah. Right, it'll, it'll be interesting. Um, a really good interview with Mace... Um, and Matt Edgar coming up this week. One of them will be out tomorrow. Haven't decided which one yet, but it will be one of them. Boise now knows the secret. And we're not lying when we say international superstar, are we? Uh, I didn't look at my phone until now. Uh, no, you're no. not. Really? Yeah. Really? Not lying, are we? Yeah, I'm surprised at that. I am very surprised with that. Um, very. So, Premier League. Answer my question. This week. <laughs> What's that? Answer my question. No, it's not. That's not oh. happening until June, I think. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> um. Anyway. Anyway. We return to Rotterdam for the Premier League. We've had no sea of orange for a couple of years because of all the, the COVID restrictions and everything. But we return to the Ahoy in Rotterdam. And I'm not going to lie, I can't wait. There's oh, just something about it. You get to watch it on TV, <laughs> though. Probably prefer that than being there after playing <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be singing Barmy Army from five o'clock or whatever it is. Please. <laughs> um, but no, we're back to the the Ahoy in, in Rotterdam. It's been much missed from the calendar, but we're going to go through it and see if we can plot who wins. Um, first up, James Wade against Peter Wright. And look, I'm guessing we can predict what Wade's going to do, it's what it's what the world champion's going to do that we can't, as in performance, darts, and, and everything like that, Gob. 
Yeah, but there's a pattern here, and because of that, Peter Wright wins six three. <laughs> you, you'll see the pattern in a minute. Fair enough. Um, if I was all you boys, I genuinely think playing better darts than Peter Wright right now. But Peter Wright wins six three. Next. Um, Peter Wright wins six four. That's just because you don't like one of them, not because you believe that's what's going to happen. No, you know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to remember on what, when I was speaking with Tam on Thursday night, what I went with, and I'm sure I went with Peter Wright. So I'm trying to stick with what I went with then. Why? Why? Do the opposite, and then you can claim you were right. Play the game. Play the game. No. (laughs) Rather play the game. And also... James Wade threw in an absolutely ridiculous average of 102 compared to what we've seen from Wade at some points last week. I just don't see him following it up the, the week after. I think they'll be back down to the 90-90 to Peter Wright will do enough. Yeah, it's not me trying to jinx Wade, and I'll tell you why I've gone Peter Wright in a minute. I can't believe I'm going to say this. It's Wade! Yes! I think James Wade beats Peter Wright. Marcus Smith walks past him and goes, don't worry, he can't win in the first round. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, that would be quite funny. Uh, I, I'm going to go Wade 6-4. Then. Are you feeling old, Tom? I just, like, I'm, I'm just... Not concerned for Peter Wright, but look, there's obviously issues that he needs to sort out first. Some, some, um, but, so, uh, J- J- Jeff's put in the chat, is that Dob trying to not jinx Wade? Trust me, this is PB trying to jinx Wade by picking him to win. That's what I'm saying. This is PB doing <laughs> Wade to the win. He's going to win it all. <laughs> uh, reverse psychology. Tip, tip Wade, and if he wins, I look a genius. And if he loses, it's like, oh, well. <laughs> um, Gary Anderson, Joe Cullen, and I think if we were doing this game this time last week, I think we'd all have a, a bit of a different view on this game right now. But boys, after what we've seen, can you see Joe Cullen stopping Gary Anderson? Uh, no, I can't. And I do think it'll be an all-starter semi-final. However... It was only this time last week I was writing off Darry Anderson and then Darry Anderson went and done that week. So, yes, I am going to say that Darry Anderson will get through this one. But um, one thing that's certainly to be looked at, there's only now three people who have yet to win a Premier League night and it's edging closer to all of them having that potential to do so. So, if the other one won, they've got to a final, I think. So, um, I do think Darry Anderson gets the better of him, but just... Um, on, on this one, I am. It, it's uh, as well looking at Jolton and last week. I was a bit worried about, like I says, how frustrated he was, visibly frustrated he was, even at the start of the day. Um, and it wasn't because of his doubling, it was the story that wasn't there. Um, and I just think if Dan Dalton turn up anything like he's performed last week, then he will get the job done. For you, Gob? Gary wins. 
pretty comfortably as well. Joe Collins not been over 95 marks since week two. And the reason that I picked Snakebite to win is because I was picking Gary to win. And Gary's got out the first round twice in the Premier League. And both times he's ran into Peter Wright in the semi-finals. And that's why I've dragged Peter Wright to be there too. Fairs. Concerned about that, Joe Cullen right now. Like I said, not been over ninety-five that, since week two. Been below ninety dog, just, a couple of times as well. Just out of curiosity, then, if James Wade beats Peter Wright first name, is your prediction changing midway through Thursday night that Joe Cullen must be Dar Anderson? No, <laughs> just your just through the pattern. I mean, yeah, there's still <laughs> nine more weeks for me to predict it every time. Gary and Wright are in the same semi, uh, same quarter of the draw. I'm going to back that to be the outcome. Uh, again, in the chat room, come and get involved in the Premier League predictions as well. Let us know how you think these are going to add up. Yeah, I, I'm going Gary. I just what I saw at the weekend. Forget the Sunday because it was a Sunday off the Saturday. Just can't help but be impressed by by the Gary action and everything. Then, World Cup winners collide. The all-Welsh affair. Gob, will it be the ferret or the Iceman? One moment, please. I was just going on a little bit of a tangent about how Gary and Wright are going to run into each other in the semi-finals every event. Apart from night 8 and 16... There is only one more night in this entire Premier League calendar where they're not in the same half of the draw to start. That can't be right. Just looking now. Uh, no, it looks like it. There's, there's, there's a little bit of me right now that is very, very suspicious of this Premier League format and lineup. In that, yes, everybody's going to play each other in the first round twice in the season minus week eight and sixteen, but the desire to keep at least Wright, Price, or MVG on the opposite side to the other two well, has made something very. Not once have we seen all three of the all three of the top three in the same half, have we? No, and, not at all. We so we don't see that at all. But we see from here what have we got: nine nights left, guaranteed yeah. seven, six of those at the moment, six out of nine at the minute, guaranteed for Gary and Peter Wright to be in the same half of the draw. That's not right. Hmm. Uh, Johnny Clayton, six four. <laughs> <laughs> Got my tan. Johnny Clayton. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Bob. Johnny Clayton as well. Johnny Clayton as well. I think Johnny needs it. I think Johnny needs that kick up the backside a little bit at the minute. Yeah, but you know what I'm there about to do, don't you? Every time, every time I see him lose at the minute, it's it's below 92, 93. He goes from moments of brilliance where he's unplayable and then he just drops off. 
I really don't think this format is helping Johnny Clayton at all in the multiple games a night. I think he'd be much better suited to the previous format. Where he plays one a night, turns up, puts in performance, goes away for a week, doesn't have to worry about, well, I've just played this well, now somebody's coming for me. I think Johnny gets over the, the line just 6-5. Then the final one, MBG against Bully Boy, Blink. And you will miss this one because this will be played at a ridiculous pace. Um, Boy, see, do the Dutch fans get MBG home in the opener? Yes, in the opener they do. I think the MBG comes through it. Um High quality, fast paced, high scoring. I think there's a couple of performances that within the quarterfinals that we might not see to a top quality. We might see few differences like we did in Nottingham, but I don't expect it in this one. And I think MVG debts over the line. Six four, six five. Although six five, we'll have all eleven lengths and MVG debts over the line. Job. I'm going to go Smith. Why not? Because it's in right down. That's why not. But I'm still going Smith. <laughs> Six, four. I'm saying Michael wins. Michael Van Garwin. Six, four. A um, couple of really good comments in the chat room as well about the format. We will talk about that after we get to the end of predictions. Um, so a lot of you are talking about it. So we will sort that in a second. Um, so I'm going MVG. So from your semi-final lineup, gents, and the chat room, I would like finalists and a winner, please. Who will win at the Ahoy in Rotterdam? I don't know why. I can't back it up with any explanation at all. <laughs> However, I think Peter Wright wins on Thursday night. Um, <laughs> I love that. I can't back it up with any explanations for Peter Wright wins. Not... <laughs> However, you you pull that face, the pair of you. If I'd have said this last week about Derry Anderson, you'd have probably done not a chance. But I've just got this feeling that Peter Wright gets the better of MVG in the final. Um, I don't know why. I have nothing more to say on the matter other than I think Peter Wright gets the win over MVG. Gob, we get a repeat of last week's final, but the result is flipped. Finally wins one. I am going for the dream final. The final will be El Clasico. It will be Gary Anderson against Michael Van Garroen. Um. And I'm really torn here. Gary Anderson goes back to back. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just no. I I don't think so either. Um however, one thing I know we're done a one two format and sort of breakdown of the Premier League as we've seen it in the chat. One thing that um come up as we we're talking about on the four light bar, but I did say that I'd bring it into the live lounge and sort of predictions as we was doing on. We now have five winners. And if memory serves me right, between the three of us, we said at the end of this Premier League, we wouldn't have all eight pit up a Premier League night win. I still, I still don't think we will. Does that change? No. Dob? You've done for six out of eight after this week anyway, <laughs> so you've only left two. Yeah, but... We've seen glimpses from James Wade the week he made the final, obviously superb. I'm more confident about him winning one than Joe Collar. Right now, Joe Collar looks a bit out of his depth. I don't see Wade or Collar winning. Collins A game has, has never really been in question, but it's how frequently we see that up on TV. And his B game isn't good enough. And I think part of that's his action, and part of that is the new experience of being in the Premier League week in, week out. But when you don't set the dart in front of your face and everything's muscle memory and you start getting a little bit edgy and a little bit nervous, I think it's a lot harder for somebody with Collins' action to get back on track than it is a Michael Van Gerwen or a Gary Anderson who, who set the dart right in front of their face, can see it all the way. And give themselves that little bit. It's, it's so far out of the body. And I am a little bit concerned that look, we've seen Yeller, Kim Hybrex, Stephen Bunting, Mark Webster struggle in first years. We've seen the opposite. We've seen Glenn Durant have a brilliant year. We've seen Joseph DeSalle have a brilliant opening year. But the Premier League is a, even in this new format, it's a completely different animal. Yeah. Um, me, me personally, I don't see Cullen at the moment or Wade winning one. I guess it's just um, thrown up by night seven. We didn't expect, or at the end of night six probably to have five of the field to already win one and the other three to have all reached the final um, which probably leads on to the format but it's certainly yeah, well, yeah, well, it's we are, this is a really good one because the chat room's talking about it um, Anthony absolutely bang on mate um, distribution that's the algorithm that distribution the draw or it's unfair yeah completely we're, we're just looking through that the top three in the world, not once, are in the same quarter of the draw, um, which says to me it's been manipulated massively. So yeah. they're hoping that at least one of the top three is always in the final. Um, that's certainly what it looks oh, like. If anything, having them in opposite halves of the draw means you're less likely to get one go all the way. 
Yeah. If you put all three in one half of the draw, there's only one player that can stop all three of them getting through. And they'd have to beat one of them and then the winner of the other one. Yeah. Don't know. Just... No. But yeah, no, it, 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 it doesn't look right at the moment. I know um, lots of, of chat in here about the format. Um, I haven't seen any official numbers, but listening to people like Wayne in, in the press room talking about it, obviously they get numbers, they get told numbers and stuff like that, that Sky and the PDC are both over the moon with the new format. So I think it's here to stay for a while. Certainly, I don't. I don't think we get a change next year. I think we see this format for running at least next year as well. I hope not. And I think the the tale will be weeks eleven to fourteen, when it usually goes a bit flat because but it's been on for the, so long. The the line that they were talking about is that. In the old format, I believe eight out of the last, or seven out of the last eight, or however many, no one was ever judged on judgment night. It was all done and dusted. And leading into the, the final hunt for the top four, three were already done and dusted as well. Where doing it this way, at least every game, like the tagline says, you're still playing for a winner mm. every night. So on the night, every game still does count which is why i think we'll see it stay next year as well look the, the, the premier league has evolved over the years and it will, it will continue to evolve but I, I think that this format stays next year as well i do hope not um not not opposed to a tournament not opposed to i'm doing something slightly different still don't really agree on the eight players I still think the field and the level like at the moment Bills should I like the allow, allow more. First four, yeah. Your four first round losers are out the following week. The, the thing is, I as well, the, the quality the quality that's there now, it's not like we're trying to, we're getting to nine or ten or maybe eleven, we're, we're trying to find another player. Some of the performances, the players we've missed out this year, are throwing some incredible stuff. Um, that will only enhance what it offers on a Thursday night. Um, so for me, I'm like I said, I'm not opposed to a tournament or like you said, four in, four out every week. Um, and people yeah, that you've been and doing that sort of way. For argument's sake, do it. Just they're protecting their top three in the format as it is. Well, the, 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 this is what I mean. The, the fact that if you say the, fir- the four first round losers don't play next week, that the way this is set up this week, Price, MBG, Anderson and Wright all lose this week. They're not in next week. People that bought tickets for Birmingham are going to have the right hump that they're not going to see those, those yeah, four. Yeah, I get that. And I, I totally agree with that. With um, myself, Dob was there on Thursday and I know if Dob would have done on Thursday, but four players were there who, if Price, MVG, whatever wasn't there, I'm guessing as someone who's done wouldn't have, <laughs> wouldn't have been as happy or, a, or I will say a paying customer then wouldn't have been as happy if those, if those four people are not there, but it does, uh, it, I get that, but we need to look at 
ways of seeing more than these eight and similar dames because like just one example from night nine onwards if Peter Wright and Darry Anderson are in the same after draw near enough the old back end of this Premier League we could see that dame five or six times in consecutive weeks it's not as if they've always been in a final it's early on in these tournaments so I think it needs to change but it's been better than I thought it would be but I hope that doesn't dwindle as the Premier League goes on and then the table it helps last week because last week pulled that table closer to the other whereas if we'd have had the top four push away that little bit more that table would have looked very very different Um, yeah, look, it, it's, it's always going to split opinion. And someone said in the chat room, it is very Marmite. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I genuinely think for the fan in the venue, it is brilliant. Because you are what? getting a winner each night. Did you, did you feel that on Thursday? Perfect person to ask. Sure got too many. <laughs> I know that anyway, but just on this one, Dob. No, just... Just because my view and experience of darts is, is very different to your average fan that goes along. Like, A, I watch it a lot deeper than a lot of others will. And B, because I've been to events as press and as media and I've been as guests of players and that sort of thing, it, it's a different mentality when you're sat to the right of the walk-on if, if you're looking straight down at where the players are. You don't turn up, you don't get battered, you don't do the boozy sing-song. It's all a bit more civil, casual, you cheer your player on, the rest of it you just chill out, have a good night, watch the darts. And because I've been through that so often, I'm not in Nottingham, 10 pints deep, chanting, don't take me home. Daniel, Daniel Sison was in the chat room, he said he was there, let us know. The lab with the Chelsea badge is your picture. I'm sure you said you were there yeah. in Nottingham. Let us know what you think. And anyone else also, who's a Premier League night this year, if you're in the chat room. A couple of points as well in the Premier League. I think it was Jamie said about scrap the Premier League. The Premier League will never, ever be scrapped, mate. This makes the PDC millions of pounds. The Premier League is going nowhere. Yeah, I completely... Yeah, the, the, the Premier League is going nowhere. This makes millions of, of, of pounds so that that one's at the equation um and to be honest there shouldn't anyway it's great premier league is great entertainment i just don't prefer this format to a previous one i'm still enjoying also, it i just don't prefer ja it to what we've seen before look, again jamie says about having 16 players and two groups of eight and, and and everything like that which on paper sounds very very good however with the tickets going on sale in September time um, and everything like that, people buy the tickets for the Premier League six months, wherever it is, before the announcement of, of the lineups. So, for say God wasn't involved in media, God lives in Nottingham, he buys tickets for Nottingham because his two favourite players are James Wade and Gary Anderson. When those groups come out, Gary Anderson and James Wade aren't in Nottingham, you're going to have the right hump that your two favourite players aren't in the venue that you've bought tickets for. Yeah. Maybe. That, that, that's the issue with 
separating people and playing alternative nights and, and whatever. You can only really logistically well, sell tickets. Well, doesn't that, though, go back to... You sell the tickets under the last, guise that you can see any the, of these 12 players. Last year, you, last year you sold tickets and if you was there, or pre-COVID, um, you sold tickets and you was potentially, you was there after judgment night. In, in Dobbs' example, Wade and Anderson might not have been there anyway. Obviously, you knew that two were going to fall out, but you've paid seeing them. It was just, it could have been any of the two that dropped out. So still, I still think there's something there, and Dobbs probably said there, you could say that it's eight of these 12. I think there's something that to do that find a way that one or two of those are always going to be in the venue. I just think there's something that needs to be done. I understand the logistics of why they want those constantly in these venues. I just think there's something more to spice it up that will probably enhance the viewing even more. Yeah. Um, we're going to open up the chat room for question time as well. Um, we'll get a good 20 minutes of questions in. Boys, have we missed anything that we need to cover? Lunch was very nice. Thank you very much. Oh, Annie's was beautiful. Sensational. Just rub it in, guys. Yeah. Just rub it in. Rub it in. <laughs> Don't worry, boys. He will treat you to... Just trying to think what there is in Blackpool that compares, but probably nothing. So, well, cheers. You ain't getting a burger <laughs> like that, but maybe, maybe, maybe a, deep, maybe a battered deep fried Mars bar in Blackpool. <laughs> I mean, what's that? Go. I've ended the poll. They said they got. They, they must have a Harry Ramsden's. I've ended the poll. Gary Anderson wins the nicest looking throw at their peak. And, Dob, to answer your question, they do have a Harry Ramsden's in Blackpool. I was there last July. I remember going for lunch with Phil, but it was at some American diner place. I can't remember the name of the franchise we went to. That's about the American diner was all right. Hmm. You're not talking um, about it as much as you are. You're more with Dob. Not that I'm jealous. No, there we go. Theo Aaron Monk is back on the live league in the next couple of weeks. So Sorry. yes, you will see. You will see the Mad Monk back on the live league. Um, so that is all good. Also, because we are we just can't hold James Richardson, Josh Richardson again. Um, I don't know if they are or not. I'll have a, I don't think so. Um, also, we are approaching 25k subs, and I have a couple of competition prizes secured for that for when we get there. Bill, we spend 20 minutes pre show chatting to each other, and then we're going to spend another 45 at the end of this show, and you tell us bloody nothing. It's only because I just remember I've just seen them plonked behind me. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot they arrived. The washing machine. We're giving away the washing machine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, washing we ma have... Washing machine in the Christmas tree that's probably still around the corner. 
Yes, Johnny, we can discuss wrestling all day long. He come up with some absolute blinders of crossovers on the stream. No, we can't. No. <laughs> no. I want to do that. Go and do a stream with Matt Edgar. You two together. Go on. Um, did we discuss Sherrick and the WDF? Uh, no. Um, look, Fallon Sherrick withdrew from the WDF World Championships um, due to personal circumstances. Um, that's all that's been said. Look. It, it is what it is, boys. I'm a little bit disappointed, but yeah, can't be helped. Yeah, I am. I am as well. Um, disappointing she's not there, but I'm sure we'll see a lot more of her as the year goes on. Not even for the whole helps the WDF as the most marketable player in, in the world side of it. Just genuinely wanted, I. Whether Fallon and, and the people around her agree, there's still something to being called a world champion. And we've had this discussion millions of times, and Chris Murphy was in the chat room last week, and, and plenty of others agreed. At the end of the day, you're remembered on world titles. What, what Fallon did to be the first female player to win at the PDC World Championships was ridiculous. But just being able to address every single time as a world champion it just means something to a lot of people. We sit here and judge the men's game at the minute. Ultimately, whenever we have the top 10 players of all time debate, the thing we always circle back to is world titles and then we start looking at everything else around it. Look, again, I'm lucky enough to, to speak to Fallon away from darts. She doesn't class it as a world title. That's her opinion. She's not interested in it. Her own words. That, that's fine, but she doesn't. So, yeah, I'm I'm with Dob on this in the sense of even WDF tournament aside, and what's better for them. For me, as a fan media, what whatever sort of role of watching that tournament, it's better as a spectator watching that we've fallen in. Um, so I'm disappointed not to see her in there. Yeah, if she's made that decision, I don't think it's the right one personally for me, but it's not my decision to make. She's got a, a long career in this sport, but um, and I know she'll she'll go a long way in the sports. But if she thinks it's the right thing at the moment not to play in that WDF, then Fair play, and hopefully we'll see a bath very soon with a women's series coming is the next one in April. I'm sure we'll see a pushing bath on in that and focusing on that and qualifying for the PDC tournaments at the end of the year, seeing her in the slam, the Worlds. We've seen what damage it's been doing those. But as, a, as someone watching it, I'd say I'm just disappointed that we're not going to get to see a, a toss that weight in a very, very open half of the draw as well it was. Yeah, that yeah. It's, it's one of those ones where it's, it's, it's always going to split opinion. Um, everyone knows my opinion on it and everyone knows like Gob's opinion. It's something that we're never, ever going to agree on. But that's just the way it is. I'm going to set up a tournament this weekend in Andover, call it the Andover World Championship. I'm the only one in it. And then I'm going to put on my Twitter bio, Phil Bar's the world champion. It's the only way you'd win it after playing you on Sunday. <laughs> um, 
but that's that's that one um so back into the chat room remember get your questions in um cheers craig get yeah, me enjoy calling in the nine data live we actually had it up on the screen as noppy gobs fuming about the nines he's like <laughs> and then he marked one um so yeah checks it 180 once yeah. Um, how many tour card holders will not go to Nienhausen, in your opinion? Anderson. Um, Anderson's not going to Nienhausen. I can tell you that one. <laughs> Straight after Rotterdam, going home. We probably could have announced that when the calendar was released, don't we? I think we'll see a good between 10 and 15 tour card holders not go. Uh, I think it'll yeah. go down to, I think yeah, I think it'll go into the twenties on the reserve list, but obviously a couple of those potentially won't accept. So probably around that close to that fifteen mark. Yeah. Bit harsh, Tommy. Um I don't know if the boys want to, it's up to them. Um top five players your top five players worse to watch. No bars. Clearly. Lee boys. Until this weekend, I hadn't seen Phil throw. You know when everybody always goes, who's the best at you three? And I know Phil played you from whatever else from, but always a little bit hesitant when everyone goes, yes, Bob, yeah. And I'm after seeing both of you play, I'm very happy to reaffirm that, that, that status that I am top dog. I'm all right till someone says game on. How nice is my throw until someone says game on? God. I am throwing a dart, so I'm going to have to I repoint them on the train. The blokes are opposite me on the table. Took one look at me. It's like, what on earth are you doing? I've just got a bag of <laughs> Two sets of darts out at all sorts. I'm just like, nothing better to do between Birmingham and Nottingham. Um... Yeah. Uh, PB, was their manly tax against God? No, I said, as soon as we went game one, I said, right, I'm going to start rattling my darts now. And God turned around and called me a few names along the words of don't you dare. <laughs> Mate, all right. I finished really well. 102 for the last yeah, leg, I think. 102, yeah. Um, but yeah. Both my ice hockey teams look good, mate. Bruins are doing bits. Yeah. Get your questions in. We've got about 10 minutes or so. Um, Mickey Mansell, Dennis Smith, Andy Hamilton, Andrew Gilding, and Old Mensah. Interesting. Um, edging. <laughs> yeah, he got didn't like my 42 mil points in those darts. Ridiculous. <laughs> in my bag. Um, 
Jamie says, do you think the PL format will be exactly the same next year? Um, I think, yeah, I don't think there'll be a lot of different. I, I, I still think it'll be these mini tournaments next year again. Yeah, I think... They look much nicer I now, Phil. You... Oh, no. Yes. Your point was near the same size as the bloody barrel. <laughs> Um, are they just going, okay, not, not, they're not in Germany. Um, I just think that if you haven't got a sponsor or you're not managed by someone, it's a lot of expense to maybe not go and get any of it back for some of the players mm-hmm. that are, are, are in the lower end of miles as it is as well. Yeah. Um, because there's no direct flight to Niedenhausen, so you have to get the, a flight and then a train and and everything like that. And if you've got work on the Monday, I don't think you can potentially get back in time as well. It's a, yeah. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> Love that, Henry. Great Western are actually that's pretty good. good there's so many carriages. Everybody else. That's um, that, that's a good point, Sam. The, the Nathan Aspinall injury, obviously, he's been misdiagnosed. It's not tendonitis. By the sounds of it, the only way it will be cured is an operation. And 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 at this point, where do you have it? Surely, as soon as possible. Looking at it, or. Can you manage it until the get through the worlds? If you have it, say you lose early ish in the worlds, or so you can have it the first week in Jan. Maybe you're a quick healer and you can shave six, seven weeks off of that. Could be back playing by late July, early August. Gives you that whole back end of the year to get ready. Nope. If he's late forties, early fifties. Like Gary Anderson, etc., then manage it. Fine. But Nathan Aspinall is too young and potentially has too many years ahead of him in this sport to not go and get that surgery straight away. Just go and do it, fight the bullet, get it done, and protect your career long term. Because if you start trying to manage it for nine months and you do more damage to it, you start adding more weeks onto your recovery time, whatever else, potentially long-term damage to it go and get it done yeah forget I'm about the ranking list right now. forget about the ranking list right now but even if you're still there by the time you're back perfect if you have to go to q school and whatever else then go and back your ability that you've been there done that etc etc but he has to go and get that surgery as soon as he possibly can Dob, even yeah, even yeah. with that, if he was to write it off, he's got 134k from last year. So we could write off this year, and Q still wouldn't be a issue as such. And with the talent, for me, he's got to make sure that he gets himself right and not put himself in long-term danger. For especially when you you seen someone like Michael Smith talking about how much money he's made, and that if he continues the way he's 10 million pound during a career with some earnings. If Nathan can have a 
a similar type thrower, but it means having six months out then. For me, it's something you should certainly go and do. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just putting the, the devil's advocate yeah. theories uh, across. Um, a lot of people asking in the chat room, the recovery time is estimated nine months. Like I say, if you're a quick healer and whatever, you may be able to shave a month, six weeks off of that. But say the, the, the nine months, it's a bit like a footballer with a cruciate. You're looking at most of the, 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 the season to, to get there. Uh, Malika says, um, why do they pick Niedenhausen and not a bigger city in Germany to make it easier to travel to? The same reason they choose Wigan and Barnsley in the UK. Cost. Because if you live in the south of the country, Wigan and Barnsley all the time is an absolute stinker. And, and plus, Niedenhausen was picked in the COVID times as well because it could host the bubble. And they've just kept it ever since. Um, basically on that one, boys, isn't there? Pretty much. Mm. Yeah. Um, I um, just want to go back to asking, in the tour card race, right now, with a friend that would drop off without gaining anything, he sits 18, 145k. To be his year two, to ask to go and defend the following year if he, if he picks up nothing for the rest of the year. Like I said, Phil, if he can shave six or seven weeks off that recovery and do it now, he would still be in the World Championships. He'd be in the top 32 and get an invite. And that's 10 to 12 grand just for turning up. More than that, innit? Just, just get it done. Yeah, um, people are asking about the ticket prizes at Lakeside. Um, Mace talks about this in, in depth in the interview that's going to come out tomorrow or Wednesday about the, the ticket price and everything like that. It's really, really good. Um, Tom says, will Barry Keane kick on this year? The, the way he started, I think so. I think he's had a fabulous start to the year. Hard to disagree. Very hard to disagree. Yeah. What did you um, do this weekend? There are, I think. And plus, at the moment, he is 12th on the race for the match play. Sunday, uh, Sunday was last 64. And Saturday, he was last 32, lost to Damon Hetter, which, let's be honest. Are you really all right, Charles? Uh, for Euro Tours, he... He's qualified, he qualified for one. Yeah, qualified for the, the fifth. Yeah, Euro Tour five, he qualified for, not for four. He lost to Radek yeah. Sigansky. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's not a bad return for him. Just keep accumulating now, keep picking it up. Yeah, yeah we, haven't quite, we haven't quite earmarked when we're going to get God to decide whether Ryan Searle's qualified for the match play yet or not. Week before normally? That was funny last year. We had Jar going ridiculously early that he was there and God going 
the other way. Like, <laughs> and um, it come down to the final event, did it not? And what did he qualify by? Fifty pound. Yeah. That, um, Super Chin, dark horse for a TV title this year. Um, Super Chin is playing very, very well right now. Massively impressed with Dalgoni yeah. at the moment. Playing some great stuff, his chin. Called it. I'm not yeah. sure he gets through a match some... play or a week long, but if he goes and has a crack at maybe the Europeans or something, I wouldn't put it past him winning Euro Tour this year. Is where yeah. I'm going to go with no, Dalgoni. You, playing you almost really, don't really make well. a massive jump again. You know when he goes and wins the Grand Prix or to the Players' Champs he won as well? You don't really want him to go and make a massive jump to the Slam or the Match Play of the Worlds and then have to back it up again because I think that was a little bit of the issue last time that you went from yeah. 7 or 8 floating decently to World number 3, lots of pressure on you constantly, defending your big titles, etc., you don't want to go and make yeah. that big jump again and have to back it up again. Just keep accumulating yeah. nicely and then start making those steps that they're more regular. Or when you're producing your A game more often than you're producing your B game. Because that's when you want to hit it. Um, so seems to be struggling on. Uh, yeah, look, he's just doing enough at the moment, isn't he? Um, again, it's risen up the rankings and that top 16, the, the hunter becomes the hunted. Once you're in that 16, and as Johnny Clayton is discovering, it's a different pressure to anything else. Oh, it is an interesting one. This is probably one for Gob. Do you choose Wade's career or Della's forget the money? Wade's got better fashion sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A few years ago, did you not see the state of some of those shoes? I, I, yeah, the response James used to give about those shoes, you have to ask, you'll never know. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't go with grey pinstripe trousers. Della's trousers are something else. I honestly have He kidnaps his suitcase on the way to Lakeside and chucks it Um... <laughs> Well, folks, two hours has absolutely flown by tonight. Absolutely love the show, boys. Being good. Yeah. Um, um, one thing we need to address before we go. Someone's having a Monday off next week. Another wedding? No wedding. I oh, know that's me in August. Absolutely. <laughs> that's I'm why I made it clear I'm not. <laughs> to be fair, yes, I'm, I'm not having it. a Monday off in May as well. That means the show's having a Monday oh. off. That's how it works. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in the air in New York. And I, I, would, I, I, would, I wouldn't trust Virgin's mid-Atlantic Wi-Fi to do a show. <laughs> Uh, sponsor upgrade. Ta-da! <laughs> business class. Um, but yeah, Boise, Boise won't be here next week. Um, we haven't asked the team who's coming in yet, um, but one of them will. But he's having a Monday off. We'll, 
We'll have to see the note, make sure it's all signed correctly and has the correct stamps on it. <laughs> like passport control. I won't be here to gloat about Peter Wright randomly winning the Premier League. I'm absolutely <laughs> not. <nowhere. laughs> um, but everyone, thank you very much for your continued support. This will be available as audio only by Wednesday. Um, I was on the ball last week. It was up really, really early. But by Wednesday, this will be available as audio only. Remember, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Get us a 25k and we will have a nice little giveaway for you. And one last time, like the show as well. Live League returns 9.30 tomorrow morning as always. So if you're watching at home or at work, darting feast for you boys. It's been an absolute pleasure the last few hours. And it's us signing out with Phil Bars, Jack Dobby Garwin and Lee Boyce. And we will see you all very, very soon. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.